everyone. Welcome to Casualty and Holby Soap Secrets. Yes, it's a very special um, episode. We have Victoria Wilson here and we are talking about the two hospital dramas. So shall we kick off with Holby, Victoria? Yes. Hit me with it. What's going on? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lots again this week. Um, they really are cramming a lot into these shorter episodes um, and there's, there's all kinds of things going on. Some of the stories intertwine sort of indirectly as well, so it's great. Um, so anyway, we're going to kick off with everything that's going on surrounding um, Fletch, Evie and uh, Rich. So it's been a few weeks now, obviously, since um, Holby's very shifty director of funding, Johnny Sinclair, um, first uh, pushed, I suppose, Evie um, into the arms of her wealthy and not remotely CD friend Rich. Um, this week it seems sort of Evie's having major doubts about her relationship and she wants to stop going to Jenny's all night parties where we get the impression all kinds of stuff is going on, the kind of stuff they can show us. Yeah. Anyway, um, so obviously we, we know Fletch doesn't know a thing about any of this, um, Evie's dad. Um, and it seems Evie's on the cusp of telling her everything when Fletch uh, spots Rich talking rather intimately with his daughter outside the hospital. Anyway, thinking Rich is a perv who's preying on young girls, which, to be fair, he is. Um, Fletch immediately sees Red, punches Rich, who inadvertently hits his head and ends up in a critical condition. I suppose it's a good job they were actually outside the, uh, the hospital, really. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yeah, it always helps. Um, so Jenny's convinced that Fletch, who obviously is her other half, she's certain he'll um, report uh, cradle snatcher Rich to um, police and that obviously her illicit parties will be exposed. Um, but Jenny can't have that. So when Rich, Rich sort of then takes a turn for the worse, falls into a coma... And Jenny sort of gets really worried and warns Evie that if Rich dies, her dad could be charged with manslaughter. And she sort of she puts the frighteners on Evie, saying... She's basically blackmailing her. Well, yeah, she, she says, oh, you know, the, the hospital CCTV would have captured this whole thing. Um, given, you know, she has some quite some power at Holby, though. Um, and she makes it clear to Evie that, you know, I can... I can easily make the uh, CCTV footage disappear. Like you say, she sort of blackmails her. She says she can make footage disappear on one condition, that Evie has to keep stum about the parties and agree to attend every single one from now on, taking oh. her friend Mia, which obviously is Donna's daughter, so she's getting involved, taking her with her. Mm. So this is a ring. Oh. Yeah, she's caught between a rock and a hard place, really, because she obviously wants to protect her dad. Um, she doesn't want to see her dad go to prison. He, he's the only parent she's got. Um, so Evie agrees, um, and it it almost looks it so it looks like Fletch at least has been able to avoid trouble, but it doesn't look like Evie's managed to avoid trouble. So then, it, I assume it looks, there's um, CCTV footage of all this. Yeah, well, that's what she said. She, she, the whole thing's been captured, and that she can. So hide she can. It. Oh, so we she can know. hide it. Yeah. Okay, so they, they yeah, is actually there. I, I've had this vision of it being there, but it wasn't yeah. really working. Or <laughs> no, no, no. Well, she's just there's just this scene where she's sort of waving what looks like some sort of computer chip or dongle or something, saying, you know, the CCTV is on here, but you know, I can get rid of this if you just do things for me. So um, it looks like you know, there's there's a scene at the end where kind of Evie and and uh, 
sorry, Jenny and Fletch are kind of all lovey-dovey, and Evie, you just she just looks like someone who wants the ground to swallow her up. She's like, you know, they seem closer than ever, and it's like, I, I need to now get away from this woman. It's getting um, darker and darker, isn't it? You know, that's the thing. Yeah. The lies to, yeah. to get out of the other lie, you know, this is an increased web of them. Yeah, well, you're sort of left wondering how long before sort of someone gets either found out or worse, obviously seriously hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, the story's the storylines have been quite uncomfortable viewing at, at times, but but Holby is handling it really well. They are, and Jack's trial is also up in the air, isn't it, this week? Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing is ever straightforward. Um, the the clock is ticking, um, and time time is against Jack and Eli as they're desperately trying to secure suitable patients to to sort of forge ahead with this pioneering stent trial. Um, Jack's been banking on Carol Copeland, Dom's mum, who was recently diagnosed with dementia, so it's sort of being able to undergo this sort of revolutionary yet incredibly risky procedure um to make jack, uh, carol feel better about what's to come um jack tells her about a guy in arizona who's who's also on the trial and carol affectionately names him the cowboy and it's all quite sweet she sort of feels like oh well you know he's doing it this this is this is a great thing i'm doing a great thing um you know help me and obviously help future patients um however the news sort of later comes that the cowboy has died so it's not the news we want, and it it makes Dom get cold feet. Basically, he doesn't he doesn't want his mum used as a quote guinea pig, um, and he refuses to sign the consent forms for Carol, who isn't obviously totally compromised to sign. Oh herself. wow! Um, so he, he he refuses to sign them um, for her to take part in the trial, and and Carol's like, you know, I don't know what to do. She. Dom's doing what he thinks is best as a son and a medic, obviously. Um, but, you know, Jack takes it on the chin. She's like, well, okay, you know, I can't force them. Um, but as I say, she's sort of fully aware that time is running out. So she's now relying on Eli and Chloe to come up with a suitable match. Um, and it looks like the perfect candidate's been found, but there is a snag. Of course there's a snag. It's Holby. Um, <laughs> it's, it's someone from Chloe's past. And she sees their notes and begs Eli not to choose them for the process. Um, after he, he sort of hears her out, and he agrees to her request. He's like, you know, if, if you don't want them to come, we we will try and find someone else. But this is um, a matter of life and death, really. Um, following recent revelations, um, and obviously Hanson knows how crucial it is for Jack in particular to find a patient and for this trial to be a success. So will he, is sort of left on the, will he sort of pull rank and, and overrule Eli's decision? He is CEO after all. And and the bigger question is just who is this mystery patient? You will find out. Mm. But I'm not going to tell you today. I know you're not. It's very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> you do this for me. You're down the carrot. <laughs> Sorry, you have to watch. You have to watch. But worth the wait. Anything more? I mean, as if that isn't enough. Um, yeah, there's another there's another story um, on AAU which um, is now fully open again after Jack's little episode last week. Um, so new girl, we've got a new girl, Mel, new nurse on AAU, um, and she's only been there for a week. But we've decided after watching this latest episode that we really don't like her that much at all. <laughs> um, I said 
I said I wouldn't. I'm setting my stool out. She's not very nice. Um, as she mainly because she sort of continues to be a proper mean girl towards lovely Kylie. Now we've spoken before about how kind-hearted and warm and loving Kylie is. You know, she's the nurse who always puts other people's needs before her own. We recently saw her um, go that extra mile for for terminally ill patient Delroy. Such a lovely storyline. Um, and she's going all out once again to give another patient first-class care, namely this one guy who comes in who can't get to his prom, and so she makes all the necessary arrangements to bring the prom and his date to the hospital. Um, however, this is Holby, so things don't go according to plan, not with Mel around anyway. Um, Mel basically stumbles on Kylie's decked-out staff room. She's decked it out in all balloons and streamers and pie poppers. It's really lovely. Um but then she tells everyone how she organised it all and takes all the credit. Um, now, you might think that Kylie would just keep quiet and, and sort of let her frenemy, as it were, have, have her five minutes of fame. But no, in a very rare moment, Kylie stands up for herself. Woohoo! Yay! She's found a backbone. <laughs> yes, it is an epic showdown between the two of them on the ward in front of everyone. Um, but we're pretty confident now that this means war <laughs> mm, okay god there's so much going on in Holby it's just like I don't know yeah, it's, yeah. It's just kind of... I'm, I'm liking I'm liking that story there's, there's all it's really dark with the Jenny yeah that um, I, I'm uncomfortable about that so it's really dark with that and then you've got the the intensity and Jack being her usual brilliant self with all the Darwin stuff and then this other kind of slightly lighter story although who knows where it can go usually when there's it, it, it ends up being a bit single white female this sort of storyline mm. so um, for those who don't know classic film of the 80s watch it it's brilliant um, but then we've got that as well um, so yeah it's really interesting stuff well thank you very much that is Holby in a nutshell keep watching um so let's talk about casualty Claire Ruck is joining us hi Claire hi Hannah okay casualty quite as explosive got quite as much going on as Holby this week it's got so much going on, but I wanted to talk about last week's episode, first of all, because that was the second of the two-parter, and I couldn't give it away, but it was an absolute tearjerker. I said you needed a goldfish bowl, perhaps you needed yeah. a vat. Yeah. Both Phoenicia and Lev didn't survive the train crash. I just can't believe it. I can't believe that storyline. Can you? I, I did not see that coming. I didn't really. Um, so Lev, Lev was an, was the ultimate hero, the ultimate hero. He was he was the other side of the barrier to the level crossing. So he wasn't involved in the crash at all because he was sitting waiting for the the barrier to raise. But he's a trained paramedic, and we know we know he just jumps in and tries to save people. So he did he did what he was trained to do as a hero paramedic. He jumped in to try and save both um, both Venetia and Matthew. Um, and, and wanted to try and save both of those. And it was really shocking. The, when I talked about the um, shiver going down my sp- spine, it was so graphic. The train hit his head, glanced his head, and I felt physically sick, Hannah. Physically sick. I mean, you did give me a warning. You said I needed wine, and you were absolutely right. I mean, it was just absolutely horrendous. And I suppose you're right. Now, how could anyone survive yeah. that? But, you know, it is a soap, so you kind yes. of you almost expect... <laughs> been known for people to come back from the dead let's be honest um so I was kind of hopeful because I I don't know whether that storyline has really run its course or not but obviously writers thought they had 
Yes, yes. And you know, Phoenicia died. She had she had something sticking in her as well. It was it was it was gruesome. There wasn't it was blood everywhere. It really oh. was. And then the end, the ending was so nice, Hannah. They had um they had Phoenicia and Ethan doing practicing their first wedding dance. You know, men are quite nervous, I think, aren't they, when they have to do that first yeah. dance after they've got married. They might you know, not everyone's been on strictly come dancing or they're John Travolta, are they? They're just normal men who think I've got to <laughs> dance. And Ethan was having I've got to dance in front of all these people and they kept practicing and practicing practicing and he pitched up in the in the paramedics medic bay and he got you know a tape recorder out and played the song and lev was there with jan and they watched them it was i was in tears yeah it's really it, it was a real tear jerker it really really was but it's kind of weird because they leave it there and they have almost like a break don't they so when yeah. you come back this week yes. it's a new series and we're all left still in a desperate Shocked. state Yes, completely desperate state. We're really, really, really shocked. So when we come back this week, uh, a month has a month has gone. So we've had so in 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 casualty terms, a month has passed. Now I'm going to ask you a big question here, Hannah. Um, it's a big special birthday for casualty. How old is casualty? Do you think? Well, I think I think it started after I was born. So I think. I it's got to be 30 odd years old it's it's 35th birthday 30 well not too bad then <laughs> not that far out <laughs> it's his 35th birthday it started in September 1986 1986 wow. I think Mar- Margaret Thatcher was still in power in 86 <laughs> is, this the, is it like the longest running soap um, no, it can't be actually, it, can it? Because um, no, Coronation no, Street. Corrie, we've had all those courses. Yes. Yeah, but uh, you know, thirty-five years is not bad going, is it? No, it's not. It's not absolutely not. So it's a big. So I think there's a big cause for celebration. Uh, it's the longest. I've just looked. It's the longest running prime time medical drama. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, and it's done well to survive, really, through it everything. Has. It's Absolutely. relatively niche because if you don't like blood and gore, you won't be watching it. Yes, no. <laughs> and of course, um, Charlie Fairhead, played by Derek Thompson, he is yeah. the only remaining original cast member. So, yeah, of course. So Char- Charlie was in the very first episode, and he appears also in this episode, which is um, it's a special one. It's it's and it's also special length, so it's about an hour and fifteen minutes. So that's a bit bit longer than than it normally is. So yes, so it's a special it's a, it's a special episode. Now it's got Ethan. It surrounds Ethan. So poor Ethan, we know, hasn't been coping with Phoenicia's death at all. And uh, the guys in 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 ED have been keeping an eye on him. And Charlie co- pops around to his house, making sure that him and little Bodie are okay. And he finds Ethan hasn't been looking after himself. He's got a fever. He's a bit delirious. Uh, so he's really worried about him and he brings him in to the ED department where um, they decide he's a bit dehydrated. Somebody takes care of Bodie. They're really, you know, they're pulling together as a family, the, the yeah. emergency department. It's lovely to see Hannah that. Yeah, really nice. I think, I mean, it would be remiss of them just to sort of start a new series and sort of forget this happened. I think yeah. you've got to see the fallout of, of this major incident. Yes. So so there's Ethan he and he's a bit delirious with this fever and um we see we see his dead brother Cal who was actually murdered 
um, sitting in the chair talking to him. And then we go back five years to an incident in his life in 2016. So we have um, special appearances from uh, Richard Windsor, who plays Ethan's murdered brother, Cal, who was actually alive in 2016, along with Tony Marshall, who um, was the receptionist known who died of COVID at, at, in January. He's yeah. back. And we also have um, Charles Dale as former care assistant, Big Mac. So we've got three returning characters and we see this incident in 2016. And this is really important because in the present, um, we have a new doctor joins and we have a new paramedic now the paramedic is this lovely chap called teddy who is um jan's jan's nephew and it is it, you know he can it must be really difficult for him because Phoenicia was so well liked it's going to be really really difficult for him to join you mm. know because he's kind of replacing you know a person that has died and you that's virtually impossible isn't it yeah, well, I mean, you can't, and I, I don't know if you, you can't ever get over something like that. It can yeah. become part of you and become part of life's experiences. But, you know, yeah. there's the baby, there's constant reminders. I mean, it's just awful. Yeah. So this new Dr. Stevie is a friend of Faith's. And now Faith is is kind of, um, she's being, you know, she's having to cope with Lev's death. They had split up, but he was still the father of her children. She had been married to him for a considerable amount of time. And this Stevie, we're not quite sure about it. She seems very chirpy, but a bit manipulative. And then when we go back into 2016, we see Ethan has made a mistake and we see in this in this episode in 2016 and it has consequences for the future so i think ethan going forward into this new series is really really going to be front and center and i don't yeah think... but with a really rocky road it's not yes. like you know it's not going to be an easy path is it no it's all going on isn't it it is Mind yeah you, casualty is absolutely banging at the moment absolutely brilliant right well that's it for our uh, hospital dramas this week, but we will be back next week with lots, lots more. But that, I can absolutely promise you. 